fourth chapter. And uh don't know who took my chart down and my wire, but I hope they put it back up. I need it. I don't know where they put it at. I don't mind them taking it down, but I think whatever they took it down for after it's over, they ought to put it back up. Praise God. I can't even find Thessalonians this morning. Second Thessalonians. I want First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Praise God. Read a few verses this morning. <clears throat> We're glad you're in Sunday school. This is a time of our studying the Word of God and of training of the Word of God. Amen. In First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, the thirteenth verse. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, for the next four or five Sundays, we're going to be teaching on the book of Revelations. We're going to be teaching on the Antichrist. We're going to be teaching on uh, Jesus Christ. We're going to be teaching on the conditions of the reign. We're going to teach where the church is at and how to, to escape. The wrath of God. A lot of folks think God is dead. A lot of folks think God's full of love and he loves all this sin. But God is not dead. And God is very angry. And he's fixing to come back and show the world how mad he is. Amen. And I would admonish you to get out of his wrath and get into his mercy. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise God. Let us pray this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning for your love and your mercy. If my chart was up here this morning, I would show you the differences of the places that I read to you this morning. For many people cannot seemingly, uh, and I don't know that I was able to either, be able to differentiate the difference between the rapture of the church and the second coming of Christ. Amen. There is a lot of difference. 
Amen. <clears throat> the rapture of the church takes place before the end of the world. Some folks don't believe there is going to be an end of the world. Gets real quiet when you say the end of the world. I think there's more unbelief even in the church of the end of the world than there is believe it will happen. But it is coming upon us very quickly right now. We are clearing the year of 2000. It's a biblical known fact that God rains wrath upon the ages of men every 2000 years. And to think that this group of people will get out of it is foolishness. We are sowing the seeds that is causing the cup of iniquity to be filled right now. When we look in the book of Zechariah, that's in the Old Testament, the 14th chapter. I want to show you, this is where a lot of folks are getting the idea that we're going to be blowed up by atomic bombs. But there's a lot of difference between an atomic bomb and the Lord God himself. And I'm going to tell you the Shekinah glory of God would consume men while he stands in his feet. And that's exactly what's fixing to happen here. And it's not going to be no atomic explosion. It's going to be God. In Zechariah the 14th chapter, you say, how do you know that, Brother Elder? Because I've got scripture. In the book of Thessalonians, he says he destroyed them with the brightness of his coming. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Zechariah the 14th chapter, the third verse, and it is not no accident that Israel is a powerful nation again today. Then shall the Lord, this is Lord God Almighty, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. This is Jehovah the Lord God Almighty. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. You need to find out what he did in the day of battle. He destroyed the nations against Israel like mad in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And on the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountains shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Zael. Ye shall flee like as you fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come and all the saints with him. Now, let me show you something. The first verses that I read to you was a rapture of the church. That's how the saints got there with him. This happens about seven years before what I'm reading to you happens now. When the saints of the earth will be raptured, that means taken out of the earth 
in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the trumpet of God, those that are filled with the Holy Ghost, been washed of their sins and repented of their sin, for life will be taken out of the earth to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. This happened seven years before what I'm reading to you happens now. Praise God. And all of the saints with him. The saints that come out of the grave when he died on the cross. The saints that are raptured at the end time. All these saints with him. Hallelujah. And it shall come to pass in that day that the light shall not be clear nor dark. It's going to be a horrible day. It's going to be a gloomy day. If you ever live where the sun doesn't shine but it don't rain, it's a strange feeling. How many of you ever stayed in L.A. for a few days? I'm telling you, I was out there for 11 days and the sun shined every day I was out there and I never did see it. It's a strange feeling. The sun's a-shining, but you never see it. It's kind of like a cloudy day, but there's not a cloud in the sky. Well, you know what it is, don't you? pollution off automobiles it's a strange day but that's this here is not given that way this is given as a kind of a gloomy day you know folks that don't see the sun or don't see the rain get gloomy I wish to either sun shine or rain how many of you ever heard it huh it's a gloomy day. It says that it shall not be light, nor neither shall it be dark, but it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that evening time. <laughs> the Lord's going to take care of sin, and the light's going to shine, and the joy's going to run. It shall be light. Hallelujah. And it shall be in that day that living waters shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them toward the former sea and half of them toward the hinder sea. The Lord is going to open up Mount Olivet. We've already been there. There's a huge crack in that mountain. It's already starting to separate. It's already fulfilling the word of God. And the Mediterranean Sea shall flow to the Indian Ocean. And the Arabs won't stop it. They can't. Hallelujah. Because God's going to do it. Just open it up and the former sea shall flow to the hinder sea. And that great desert's going to turn into a blossom. Amen. Amen. Oh, there's no use to hating Israel. Because he that curses Israel shall be cursed. And he that blesseth Israel shall be blessed. I'm not a Jew this morning. 
And when I get through preaching this morning, you'll know that I don't suck up everything the Jews put out. But I know one thing, Israel is God's nation and people. And so is the church. And if you know what the church is, you got a right Gentile to rejoice. But don't curse Israel. For had they not been blinded in part, we would not even be in this today. Amen. Praise God. But let me tell you one thing. As soon as the church is raptured out of here, God turns all of his affection to those Jews. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And so does the devil. The devil's got all of his attention on the church right now. But he's going to turn all of it on Israel before it's over with. Amen. Now, this is the end of the world that I'm reading to you now. And Zechariah, the 14th chapter, is the end of the world. Yeah. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that day, verse 9. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that day. Shall there be one Lord and his name one? I'll tell you, the Trinitarians are going to have a horrible day that day. That's the day the Trinitarians shall cease. Babylon is fallen. And all of her lovers are weeping. But he is king over all the earth and there's one Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And the land shall be turned as a plain from Gibeah to Rimmon, south of Jerusalem. And it shall be lifted up and inhabited in her place from Benjamin's gate unto the place of the first gate unto the corner gate and from the tower of Hanel unto the king's winepress and men shall dwell in it and there shall be no more utter destruction but Jerusalem shall be inhab safely inhabited so God is going to make Jerusalem a great place I don't know why I want to read this but let us turn to Daniel 9 the Lord has spoken to me since I've been in the pulpit. And if you want to know more about this, make sure you're in Sunday school in the next few Sundays because we're going to teach on them. Praise God. But I was reading along here in the 23rd verse of Daniel, the ninth chapter. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. One of our Sunday school lessons coming up is going to be the 24th verse. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people. I'm going to teach on the 70 weeks of Daniel's dream and upon the holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Mm. I'm going to be there. Hallelujah. We're going to throw our crowns down at his feet and say, uh-uh, we didn't do this. Hallelujah. You did it. It was a you in us. Hallelujah. 
that helped us overcome the world and we're going to throw our crowns at his feet and he's going to be anointed the most holy. Come on, hallelujah. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem. Why are they rebuilding Jerusalem today? Because they are commanded to. A man that's supposed to be a minister of God stood right in my face about three weeks ago and tried his best to persuade me that they had not rebuilt the temple. And I said, sir, you're wasting your breath and you're wasting your time because I have already seen the new temple built. And as of, and as of 1983, September the 29th, it was dedicated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're swiftly rushing into the end of the moment. Praise God. The Lord's going to bring all of this, every bit of it, into judgment. Amen. Hallelujah. Now the 25th verse, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to read Store to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks, and the streets shall be built again, and the wall even in troublesome time. Did you know that it is amazing that this verse predicts, if you ever study it out, the precise day when Jesus Christ was born? There was no excuse for Israel to miss their Messiah. When you study this verse out, it predicts, prophesies what? Some 700 years before Messiah is ever born, it prophesies it. Hallelujah. 400 and what? I'll, I'll teach it all to you in another 434 years. Praise God. All right. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, in the midst of the week, we're getting to that middle week. He shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abomination, he shall make it desolate. Even unto the consummation that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. In the middle of the week, he is going to make the new synagogue that has been dedicated, filthy, and full of abomination. You and I are swiftly coming upon that day. Now, I did not come to, to do all this this morning, but I thought, what's the use of teaching what I'm fixing to teach this morning if the people don't even understand that the Bible prophesies the end? They think I'm just up here railing and carrying on. Amen. There are some people in this world that are intelligent. And I'm going to tell you, the intelligent people are planning on meeting Jesus Christ and living with him forever. Them's the most intelligent people in the earth. Amen. Amen. 
Not the ones that's building the biggest castle and driving the biggest car. Amen. I smarted off to a businessman yesterday. I said, if I had the brains to think and run up figures in my head like you, I'd drive a Lincoln too. He looked at me and said, you do drive a Lincoln. What are you blowing off about? Hallelujah. Praise God. Driving a fancy car ain't the answer. Hello. Hello. Some of you don't drive any cars. Some of you drive bicycles. Hallelujah. That's what I need to drive for about three or four months. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. It'd do me more good than driving a car would. Praise God. It's not what you drive. It's not what you wear that makes you intelligent. It's what you're preparing for tomorrow. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, we're, I heard Brother Grubbs quote this morning before we got in here that we're living in perilous times. And when we live in perilous times, sometimes we do not understand what perilous is. But perilousness is unworkable solutions. And there is a reason why there, the solutions have become unworkable. Any of you ever sit down to think why the situations have become unworkable? Because there is a great humanitarian organization today that is out to destroy all absolutes. And whenever you destroy all absolutes, you have no answers. There is nothing to anchor your life upon. You are like the Bible said, a ship in the sea without a rudder. That's what guides the ship. You're drifting aimlessly in life. And that's what's happening to our nation and our people. They have no direction. The reason they have no direction, they have forsaken the fountain of living waters. The word of God. Had they stayed with the Bible, they would have direction. But everybody's saying it's old-fashioned, it's old fogey, it's this, it's that. And at the same time, their marriages are falling apart. Their children are winding up in prisons and institutions. There's a great move on to even take your children away from you because these people who... Uh, they're against religion so much they said we don't even want these children raised in religious homes anymore. By the time that a child's five years old being raised in religion, it'll be mentally sick. 
It'd be destroyed. All that they're saying is it'll destroy their society. The kind that they want to build, an anti-God society. Amen. Now, in the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, they came to Jesus and they asked him some questions. And in the second verse, Jesus answers them questions. He starts answering them. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily, the word verily here means surely. I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now they got angry at the Lord because he said, Jerusalem would be destroyed. But you and I have lived through the day that it was totally annihilated. It wasn't even the city of the Jews. It was the Palestinians. Now the Jews are in control and the world's having a fit because the Palestinians don't have it. Let me tell you something. This war is thousands of years old because the Palestinians are none other than what's in your Bible called the Philistines of whom David fought when he was king over Israel. Amen. Amen. And when Israel wouldn't listen to God, God caused these people to rule them. And when Israel sought God and listened to God, they ruled them. It's just that simple. But if you look at it through the eyes of humanity and, you know, trying to work things out in your imagination and your mind and, and like humanism does, Whoa. you just say, well, these are two people that's been fighting for thousands of years and they're not ever going to get anything done. Now, I'm going to tell you the war in Lebanon's a different kind of war. You better know that. They're gaining ground for the last war. Amen. 100 million Arabs will come against Israel one of these days. When they do, the Russians will come with them. And when they do, God and the saints are going to be there to meet them. And it's going to be the biggest slaughter that ever happened in the world. It's called Armageddon. And you know what? The world thinks if they get a bunch of these, these missiles a-going that it's Armageddon. They have totally missed the concept of Armageddon. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you God is going to bring this world into judgment. They think there's no God. Before it's over with, he's going to let them know he is alive and well. Amen. Amen. And it behooves each and every one of you and me to be ready for that moment. There's no way this morning that in an hour or something I could teach all this stuff to you. Praise God. No way whatsoever. But I want you to look here in the third verse and see what Jesus said. And he, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. 
And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. First of all, he let us know that when this happened, we were going to be living in the greatest hour of deception. There's more than Antichrist to deceive us. The biggest deceiver is the guy that's doing you a favor. I've got so I don't want nobody to do me a favor. If there's any favors going to be done, let me do it for myself. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, if there's most folks that's going to do you a favor, it's going to do you a favor the way they want things done, the way they think, the way they think it ought to be. Hallelujah. Come on. Are you with me this morning? I, I'm telling you this morning that more than Cyune Moon is here on the scene to deceive you. He calls himself Jesus Christ. He couldn't hold a candle to Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a lot of others that are claiming to be. There is one that is coming out of the Arabian desert right now that is able to raise the dead and call fire down out of heaven who claims he is Christ. And I'm not too sure but what he won't be the real antichrist. He's coming from the right place. He has Semitic background to him which would let him into the temple. Amen. You, I found the scripture this last week reading the Bible that claims that he will come out of the uh, Middle East. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to know the Antichrist won't come out of England. The Antichrist won't come out of, of Korea. And the Antichrist won't come out of Germany. And he won't come out of this country either. He's coming out of the Middle East. Hallelujah. He's coming with great power. You know we believe in miracles. Because our God is a miracle working God, right? But there are a group of people today who are running after miracles. And I'm going to tell you them that are running after miracles are going to be swept under the skirts of the Antichrist in a moment. Amen. Amen. The Bible said these signs shall follow them. Didn't say they shall cause these signs to happen. It said because they live godly. It said because they studied the word. It said because they walked daily with God. It said because they were found faithful. It said because they prayed always that these signs followed them. Hallelujah. 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 There's a lot of difference of the miraculous power of God following you because you're his divine son and a people that seeks for signs. You know what Jesus said about a people that seeks for signs? A wicked and an adulterous people. 
They are too. Amen. Now listen to him. In the third verse he said, Tell us when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? It is as clearly distinctive in the Gospels of Jesus Christ that there is a distinctive difference between his coming and the end of the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. The end of the world comes seven years after the church is taken out of the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, many shall deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I'm Christ, and shall deceive many. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Any of you heard of any rumors of wars lately? Father, fighting wars. Every American that could afford to get out of this country needs to go and get out of this country and neither go to Africa or to the Middle East or to South America. Stay away from Europe. You'll get fooled over there. Get to the rest of the world and the first thing that's going to shock you when you come off of the plane is you're met with bayonets and machine guns and tanks and missiles. It didn't shock my mother because she knew what to expect. She'd done been in one land that took their leader and drug him through the streets like they did Miss Mussolini. If they'd have got that old boy in Hades last summer, that's what would have happened to him. Amen. If they could get a hold of Marcos, that's what had happened to him. Amen. You people don't know what it's like living in the rest of the world. We get upset about a neighborhood disturbance. Amen. I'm telling you this world is a world full of guns and knives and dying screaming people. Amen. And the Bible said when Jesus comes back there's going to be wars and rumors one starting in your country. Amen. Now, he goes on, see that you be not troubled. Somehow or another, church, there's got to be an indwelling apostolic move of God in the church of the living God to where we become like our missionaries. One of the most astounding missionaries that I know of is Brother Windross. I love to read his books. I get chills in my back right now just thinking about his. We talk about the power of God, but he lives it every day. He drives through those communist checkpoints every day. 
You're not allowed to assemble five people together in Nicaragua, but last summer he assembled how many? Over a thousand right under the communist nose and had a Pentecostal camp meeting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right back there. Read it for yourself. You don't believe it, we'll send you down there. When you come back, you'll be a full believer. His plane flies across communist countries each week. Carrying the gospel. Amen. Some, one of our churches down there, they killed everybody in it. That church you heard that the communists killed off, that was our church. And I'm a Pentecostal church. They killed everybody in it plus the pastor. Amen. And they go through that. And the saints get killed every week down there. And folks said it's not communism. You read the news media and believe that trash if you want to. I'm telling you, communism is on this hemisphere and this nation will believe it when it's far too late. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad the Lord's coming. Praise God. And I'll tell you, he said, be not troubled. There's scary things to talk about, but I'm going to tell you, when you got the power of God and the Holy Ghost in you, you know nothing can hurt you. Hallelujah. Ah, you asked my wife, how long's it been, honey? 1980, five years, six years ago, they stuck a machine gun right there in my throat. What year was it we went over there? 80? She's seen them do it. <laughs> That's a hard time to argue. Yes, sir, no, sir. Even if you know comprenti. I thought Sister Maji or Malia, you'd understand that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You don't argue with machine guns, not unless you're crazy. Hallelujah. And them guys over there like to use them. Seeing a guy's brains fly out makes them happy, not sick. Amen. Jesus said, Be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not. The end is what? The end is what? Not yet. not yet. Not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. I wonder how many of you are in sorrow today of over what the schools, the world, and sin has done to your children. Amen. 
Amen. Don't you never kid yourself. People downtown don't like your religion. Jesus said you'd be hated for my name's sake. They want to take your girls out and use them in these homes. They want to teach your boys how to be rebellious to you. Amen. Amen. You're not kidding me none. I have proof of what I'm saying. More proof than I'd like to prove. Hallelujah. There is fixing to be a terrible commotion in this nation, if not all-out revolution in this nation. I don't believe we'll be involved in it because I don't believe our, we may suffer a lot of persecution and death in it before Jesus comes because I don't believe in taking up arms and fighting. But I'm going to tell you there is a, some religious groups that do that are conservative religious groups. And the liberal groups, they're haters and fighters from the word go. Amen. And whether you believe it or not, this liberal thing in this nation against this conservative thing in this nation is getting worse and worse and worse and out of control like you never dreamed of. Sister Keller gave me this book that she got in the mail just last week. The American Way. This ain't nothing but a bunch of liberals that are out to destroy every conservative church in this nation. And I'm not talking about Pentecostals. There is a lot of Baptists that are conservative churches. Amen. They're out to destroy every conservative church in this nation. They line themselves up. This is what I feel. There ought to be a voice for tolerance, a citizen's voice. That's why I and a number of the civic leaders and leaders of the Catholic, Jewish, Methodist, Lutheran, Unitarian, and other mainline faith people founded the American way. These, all these churches are one world churches. And they're not out for your liberty. They have already passed laws in the last 15, 20 years that has even taken your God-given rights as a parent of your children away from you. You ought to go to Jan Long's court downtown and see how you lose your children in five minutes. And you have no say so about it at all. And your lawyer can't even stop it. I've talked to some of the best lawyers in this city. And they say our hands are tied. These laws were made several years ago. And there's nothing we can do about it. And they take your children. And your right as a parent over them children away from you in five minutes. And you call it child abuse if you want to. I want to tell you, you don't have to hit a kid to abuse it. All you have to do is train it up a certain way they don't like. And it's called child abuse. I know I've been in that court seven times since January. 
Amen. Bible said, because of iniquity, verse 12, and because iniquity shall abound, the love, <coughs> the love of men, <coughs> church, The pressures that you're feeling this morning are the powers of hell. God uses people to, pro to propagate his kingdom and the devil uses people to propagate his kingdom. And whether you believe it, I'm like Brother T.W. Barnes, uh, uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Psychiatrist come to him a month or so ago and said, What do you preachers do? You counsel people all day long like we do. Said <clears throat> my friend that works with me said have a nice day and walked off said enjoy the weekend went home took a gun put it to his head and killed himself psychiatrist well you know it or not suicide is higher among psychiatrists than anything in the nation and yet those Guys want us to sit on their witchcraft lounges and mess with our heads. I tell you, I got something this morning that'll keep me where no side. Barnes told her, said the difference is between you people and us is in psychiatry they teach you there's no devil. And they teach you there's no God. And that you are the answer to people's problem. And because you don't believe there's any God. And you don't believe there's any devil. When you go to deal. Let me tell you something. Them demon possessed people are going in them psychiatrist's office. Like they're coming into our church offices. I'm, it's not normal for you to kill somebody and stab them 17 times. It's not normal for you to, to rape a woman and then after you raped her, decompose her. Yes, sir. There's spirits that make people do them things. Demon spirits. Whether psychiatry wants to admit it or not, it's as old as the world is found in the pages of God's holy word. Clear back to the book of Genesis. I'll tell you what Brother Barnes told him. said, I'll tell you why you kill yourselves. You bring them devil-possessed people in your office and them devils jump on you and you don't know what to do, so you kill yourself. So us preachers, when them devils jump on us, we run to the altar and pray them off. 
Hallelujah. We got a power that's more power than anything. People don't believe in the devil and witchcraft. Sister Amalia, they ought to go to some other country. They'll find out the power of the witches. Amen. How many of you are glad the Holy Ghost set you free? Praise God. Over there in Africa, they walk in bonfires. Come out of them bonfires and not even a hair singed on them. What kind of power they got? We're not telling you things we heard of. You got the money, we'll send you to the people you see it. Amen. Hallelujah. Witchcraft. Powers of darkness. Powers of the devil. Taking over our country. But I'm telling you what our missionaries said. And it's a fact. That in the United States of America. The devil has made himself more beautiful than anywhere. Slick subtle he doesn't come in with uh, stupid things like he does in them other country he comes in with a degree some university to tear up your home I looked up the word iniquity this morning it's a deviation of just dealings I would love to know this morning, even if the Supreme Court did did vote five to four last week, how the four or the five that voted for it can any way in the name of justice clear themselves of murder. I have my feelings about women that's been raped and things having to give birth to children. I have my feelings about that. But I'm telling you what, there is more wholesale murder and abortion in this nation than any rape ever heard of. Abortion on demand. Parents having no rights. Husbands have no rights. Husband can get his wife pregnant to have children and she can abort it and he don't have no say so over it. Right. I'm telling you these bunch of witchcraft doctors have got themselves in position to do what what are you saying? Okay. Now you ready for the hammer? How can a husband have any confidence in himself when when he wants to have a family can't have one because some outside source out of his home says he can't. Come on. Making women rebellious to their husbands. Feeding trash in their head. If you didn't have no married problem when they got through with you, you would have. You say, what are you preaching on this stuff in church for when we need salvation? I'm preaching to the church this morning. I'm showing you what's affecting your faith this morning. Amen. 
Amen. Jesus said, Jesus said, these are the beginning of sorrows. Hallelujah. Don't tell me you've not laid in your bed and wept at night. Now, you know, when we look at this, it could get pretty gloomy, huh? But then when we look at it in face value, this is a final sign that he's coming. That it's quick. That it's sooner than what we think it is. Hallelujah. I want you to know this morning, church, that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon. You can't hardly preach anywhere like I'm preaching anymore. Why? The Bible said the love of many wax cold. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm not even here with a cares, I mean a, 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 a spirit of charisma this morning. And I'm telling you people love charisma. You listen to Second Timothy four chapter. Praise God. Second Timothy the fourth chapter. He said, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and in his kingdom. You're not getting out of this world. Who's gonna judge it? Jesus Christ. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. How many preachers preach the word today? No, they preach you stories. They're telling you stories. They spend more time in the pulpit telling you stories than they ever did having you read the Bible. This is a pitiful society we live in today. I go out and teach Bible studies and tell folks to open up the book of Matthew and they say, is that in the front or in the back? Come on. Is that in the New Testament or the Old Testament? They, they, there's, well, you say, well, I don't know where it's at. I feel bad. Don't feel bad. Feel good. You're finally starting to learn. You got to start learning sometime. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's not the people's fault they don't know where the book of Matthew is. It's not the people's fault they don't know where the book of Zedekiah is. Amen. You know whose fault it is? It's these storytelling preachers' fault. He said, preach the word. If the preachers have preached the word, they know where to find it at. Hallelujah. Oh, listen to this. Boy, you ain't going to like this. 
be in season and out of season. Sometimes folks think some of us preachers more out of season than they do we're in. I know you're going to love this, reprove and rebuke. Ain't no preacher got a right to tell me what to do. Hallelujah. Well, if he's reading the Bible, he does. Let me tell you something. The same Bible that straightens you out straightens a preacher out. Anything you preach, you're going to have to live or else you're going to be a hypocrite. And if you're going to be a hypocrite, everybody's going to know that pretty soon. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You said repute, rebuke. And I, of course, this is all preachers part here. We love to exhort. And the people love exhortation. How many of you love exhortation? Why, sure. Exhortation encourages you. Get you past depression. Get you past problems. Hallelujah. Gives you the answers. Amen. Hallelujah. We love exhortation with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they, who's the they? Who's they? The people on the pew. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Somebody said, well, why won't they endure sound doctrine? But after their own lust. We want to commit adultery and not feel bad about it. We want to commit fornication and not feel bad about it. We want to cuss and not feel bad about it. We want to expertise our prejudices and not feel bad about it. And we don't want you to preach the word to us. We just want you to tell us stories. And we want to come to church on Sunday so that when we die, we can say, well, at least we was faithful to church. What's this? This is a sign of the end. This is a sign of the end. Preacher, we want you to be a puppet in the pulpit. We all of us want to be saved. But we don't want you messing with us. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. God ordained the ministry to speak for him. And whenever the ministry quit speaking for him, God's quit talking to you. And whenever God can't speak to you no more, God don't need you. And whenever people can just walk on and be rebellious, you're not being rebellious to me. I'm just the mailman. I just come and deliver the letter. Amen. I'm not the sender. I'm he that delivers. Praise God. And you're not being disobedient to me. 
I've seen a lot of folks was going to get even with me. They destroyed themselves. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. You're getting in trouble with the sender, not the deliverer. I didn't write this Bible. I'm going to honestly confess to you people today that in this Bible, in my hands, I have not written one word. I just read it and preach it and try to live it. But there's one thing I do do. I believe it. And there's a lot of folks today that don't do that no more. I believe it. I believe it. Hallelujah. And he said, the love of many shall wax cold. You know why you get cold? Well, I know why, because I'm in the same pressure. You love your kids. You love your wife. You love God. You love the Word. You don't know how to obey all of it. Now, what destroys them? For after their own lust, they say, don't preach to me no more. We got to save our kids somehow. I'm going to tell you what. This has got to be the dumbest thing in the world, is to go make up treaties with Russia and them not keep none of it and us keep all of it. And they're on President Reagan's neck all the time because he's wanting to get rid of the SALT II Treaty. And he said that they, he put out the other day that in seven years since they signed that thing, they haven't kept one piece of it. And we're supposed to. That's about like me getting married to the old girl and tell her you stay at home and be a wife and I'll go out and do as I please. Hello? Praise God. Now why did you say all of that, preacher? You can't save your marriage that way. What makes you think you can save your kids by dragging the church down to their level? I'm going to tell you, the church didn't give up on me. They made me conform to them. I'm going to tell you something, Tom. There was a day I wasn't like I am now. You know, don't you? I'd sit there and blow smoke, camel smoke, or Winston smoke, whichever one you didn't like, 
in your face and call you whatever you didn't think I ought to. Amen. Amen. I didn't care whether you thought I ought to drink whiskey or not. I made my own money. I went in the whiskey stores and bought my own whiskey. I'm going to tell you something. The church didn't accept me like that. I had to go to the altar and repent and get saved. Hallelujah. And quit my cussing. Boy, you think I couldn't cuss. It took God Almighty to clean my mouth up. Amen. Amen. But he did it because he's got the cleanser. Hallelujah. I said he's got the cleanser. Amen. I'm glad for the Holy Ghost this morning. I don't know about you, but I'm glad for the Holy Ghost this morning. It'll clean up your act. It'll get you all together. I tell you what, we tell people this and it's a fact. And when they do it, it happens. The Holy Ghost will put your marriage together. The Holy Ghost will bring your kids into where they find out how to put their lives together and wind up happily married kids. Amen. Amen. Listen, buddy, the world, what the world needs this morning is the Holy Ghost. And they have rejected Jesus Christ. And you say, well, are they going to get it? No. This world is going to get destroyed. We say, well, what are we going to do? Get out of the world. Get into the church. That's your hope this morning. That's your only hope. Don't try to save the world. Save yourself from this untoward generation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, I'm glad this morning for the word of God. I'm just showing you this morning the signs of the end. The days of sorrow. The days of sorrow are not coming. People who keep putting the coming of the Lord off are foolish. They are not coming. They are here. How many of you have been to a family reunion lately? Huh? Well, you ought to go to your family reunion. I went to the elders' family reunion three years ago. I'll never forget it. It was like climbing up in the electric chair and telling them, all right, throw the switch. I didn't know anybody except them that was 60 years old and older. And here comes somebody by that was my cousin and and said, this is Marjorie. These are her kids. This is her husband. You get to finding out. 
She's got two by this husband, one by this husband, and another one by this husband. Boy, it's quiet in here this morning. You say, what in the world are you driving at, preacher? I'm going to tell you what I'm driving at. Buddy, when you get through all of that, your mind is so messed up. You want to live for God, but you don't know your life's so messed up whether God will have you or won't have you. I hear people saying, well, I'd live for God, but I don't believe he'd have me. Let me tell you, honey, he's, it's not the problem of him having you. It's the problem of you having him. Just because you're in your second or third marriage don't mean you can't be saved. But I'm going to tell you what. I want to tell you, you're going to have to pray till you get confidence in the word and love the word. And from there on, the rest of your life, love it and live it. Amen. Judgment starts at the house of God. I've heard more people who've been raised in church who knew better than to do them things that did them anyhow. And I'm not talking about raised in a Pentecostal church. I'm talking about raised in some church. This woman right here come in my office the other night and she quoted some things to me and she thought that her friend who had told her them things was wrong. And she probably thought that I would side in with her and she asked me and I said, no, I don't know your friend and I don't know what church they went to, but whatever church they went to, they taught them some of the Bible and your friend is right. Amen. You know why? Because the Bible's right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And whether it not be a Pentecostal church or whatever, when they teach the Bible and teach people right, it's right. Amen. Hallelujah. But the Bible says judgment begins at the house of God. And you meet a lot of these people today on the streets who don't think they can be saved, but they can be. And I'll tell you why they can be. is because, first of all, they've never had their sins remitted. They've never been baptized in Jesus' name. And that's the only remitter of sins. So the reason why they're in the shape they're in, they're carrying condemnation and guilt until their sins are washed away. That's why repentance is so beautiful and wonderful. When you really repent, you're a new human being with a brand new future. No matter if your life is a shipwreck, you're now starting out a new way. Hallelujah. Ain't nobody but Jesus Christ could design something like that. How many of you are glad for it this morning? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So judgment begins at the house of God. Amen. Baptism is a cleanser of sins. The infilling of the Holy Ghost is power over sin. So 
Somebody said, well, you don't have to, you don't have to have the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, you do, or you'll wind up back in the shape you was in. Because you don't have power over sin. You got to have power. There's not one of us in here would live like we lived this morning without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Not even me. I'd be like a lot of preachers you hear about today. I don't know what some of them preachers preach. They tell me you can find them in the same beer gardens on Saturday night you find everybody else. Some of the same houses of ill repute and discrepancy that you find everybody else. What in the world? I would get up on a Sunday morning and tell a story too. How could you preach the word? Couldn't preach the word, it'd clobber you. And the people sit out there and say that hypocrite. I was with him last night. Man, it's quiet in here. Uh huh. But I want to tell you there is a way that is the true way. And I want to tell you what, just because a lot of preachers are living like a lot of sinners today is no sign every preacher is. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I want to tell you this is one preacher that hates sin and loves the word of God. Praise God. I hate sin and I love the word of God. And somebody said, well, what do you look forward to? I look forward to his appearing. That's what I'm supposed to look forward to. I look forward to the time that he's delivering the church of the living God. And I know there are scoffers. That's what we preached on last Sunday. Walking according to their own lust. You might ought to catch on to these. Walking according to their own lust. The reason why you have scoffers there. Walk to their own lust. The reason why you have them that want the preacher not to preach. Is because they walk to their own lust. Let me tell you something. The lust of the flesh is destroying more people today than the devil is. There's an old saying come out in the rebellious 70s and the people are living it today. If it feels good, do it. That's the lust of the flesh. Amen. Amen. Well, it'd feel good to have a million dollars in my pocket this morning, so I guess I'll go rob the bank. Huh? There's a lot of things feel good you can't do. Praise God. Woo! Come on. How many of you going to heaven? The reason why I got in this is to go to heaven. <laughs> I'm in this to go to heaven. Hallelujah. That's why I'm in this, to go to heaven. That's why I'm in church this morning, to go to heaven. Amen. Somebody said you're scared to go to hell. You better believe it. I know what it's like down there. A lot of folks don't believe it. 
But I'm going to tell you something. I'm not living for God this morning because I'm scared I'm going to hell near as much as I am because I love God this morning. And I can think of all the wonderful things he's done for me. Hallelujah. You know, the longer I live with that woman, the more I feel obligated to her. Well, anybody thinks a man and a woman that's 65 years old live like they did when they're 25 years old together, you done missed the boat somewhere. You're fixing to find out things as you get older. Yeah, when we was 25 years old, she fell asleep in my arms every morning and every night. Yeah, all the time was in bed. Yeah, I worked night shifts and day shifts. Now, we just look at each other and turn out the light and say, good night, honey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, <laughs> Some of you thought it was funny. Some of you didn't. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, what's older folks live with each other for? If there's anything I think's a joke is to see a a 55-year-old man running around with a 22-year-old wife. Somebody said, Brother Elder, if your wife dies, are you going to get married again? I said, what for? Hey, Amen. I ain't raising no more kids. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is some of what I was preaching this morning too. Well, there's some obligation. I might just stick away on because I like the way she bakes pies. You older folks know what I'm talking about, and you other folks wonder what I'm talking about, and you young folks think I'm crazy. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Some of you on an eagle trip. One of these days you're going to wake up and find out the eagle flew away. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. I've been walking with Jesus for over 20 years. I've had him heal me of ruptures. No knife laid on me. How do you know he's ruptured? Well, how does any man know he's ruptured? Best things to look and see. But I had him lay his ever-loving hand on me and heal me just like that. And no surgery yet. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just buried the man a week ago. He laid his hands and prayed on me while God healed me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
One time I thought I was going to die. I told her, I got a hold of the phone and called up my wife and said, get men over here to pray for me right now. I think this might be it. And the men come and prayed and stayed and stayed and prayed. And when they got through, I got up and walked out of the bed and walked in the kitchen and started eating. I was totally healed. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, Sister Elder. We never have shared it with the church, and we never will, honey. But you and I have had some pretty lonely moments and some pretty rough times. But he's been right there holding our hands and supplied our need every time we needed it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sometimes when my wife couldn't encourage me, sometimes when she couldn't reach me, sometimes when my preaching friends couldn't reach me, sometimes when the church couldn't reach me, something happened and I couldn't sleep in the middle of the night. And so I walked over and I opened up his love letter and I began to read and tears would stream down my cheeks and my soul would be flooded with the glory of God. Hallelujah. And I would find the answers to my problems and I would find that empty spot inside of me being filled with the power and the presence of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you I'm not just walking with him this morning because I'm afraid I'm going to hell. I'm walking with him because we've walked many miles together and I know without beyond the shadow of a doubt that I can put my hand in his hand and he could take me anywhere. I need a ghost. I'm thankful I know God, not that I know there is a God. There's a lot of folks know there is a God, but I'm glad I know God this morning. I'm glad He talks to me. I'm glad He walks with me. I'm glad He lives inside. Hallelujah. Oh, these may all be the beginning of sorrows, but he said, be not troubled. <laughs> Why can't you be troubled? Don't you know I lost my kid? Yeah, I know it. I cried over it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We lose them too. Remember. You can't hurt that finger without making his whole arm hurt and your head hurt. Amen. And the whole body's hurting. Amen. And the times of sorrows and the times of perilousness are here. But I'm glad this morning, hallelujah, I've got a hold of God's unchanging hand. I'm glad he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm not bringing the church down, but somehow I'm going to bring the church up. Let me tell you something. The poor kids that's fallen, they're going to need the church. I hope the church don't fall. I hope the church is still standing strong. I hope the church is still on fire with God. I hope the church is everything that poor fallen kid is going to need in the hour when it turns back to God and turns back to the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do you know? I know. I know what I know. <laughs> 
I've been there. I was raised in this from the time I was six years old. But I didn't stay in it. Day come and I hit 18. I left home. I went and did my thing. And there was back in the church again until I was 26 years old. Amen. Hallelujah. One day God got a hold of me. He said, you've run as far as you can go. What you going to do now? Amen. And you know, when I ran as far as I could go, I knew there was only one place left to go. So I went back to where I knew. Hallelujah. 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 I wonder how many of you feel the Spirit of the Lord God in this place this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Let us press on. I didn't even begin to get on this lesson this morning. There are so many things I could have mentioned I didn't even mention. The Bible said in 2 Timothy, these are the things, lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those who are good, traitors, heady, and high-minded. Amen. Amen. Here's some of your signs this morning. European revival of power. Somebody said, what's wrong with Europe getting up? You don't know nothing about the ten-toed kingdom, do you? Amen. Europe's never been a lover of God. Europe's always taught the whole world how to not love God. Amen. In case you don't know it in the Bible, it's called the seed of Satan. Amen. Amen. Revival of ancient Iran. That's right. Persia. In the Bible, Iran's known as Persia. Hallelujah. World weather problems. I picked up. I picked up the newspaper this week and read about the weather problems in Britain. Do you know the weather's getting to be a problem all over the world? Amen. Last night I seen those clouds gather and I thought, oh God, if that hail comes down, there's going to be farmer after farmer after farmer in this country tore to pieces because that ripe wheat on them stalks, Sister Keller, come off quick in that hail and go in the ground. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, God's a shaking the world. He's shaking the world. He's shaking the world. He's telling them, wake up. Wake up. Things are not right. Things are out of order. He's trying to tell the world, search after me. He's trying to tell the world, seek after me. Look after me and find me. Lest you be destroyed in this thing. Hallelujah. Let's stand.